Hello, welcome back to the Zero Strategy Podcast, episode forty-two. My ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys listening are all doing well today. I am joined by my co-hosts. We have Unholy Cyber. Hi. Name change, by the way. Yeah, and we have Grog Mode. Hello. Hello, and I'm Condi Fly. Uh, we got lots to talk about today, but first of all, Cyber. Tell us what's been going on, what you've been up to, why the name change, talk me through it. Well, I wanted Unholy Cyber for a very long time. Uh, the Cyber Project was kind of like a, a fallback position because literally every single platform Unholy Cyber was taken. Uh, one day I had a look again and the Instagram and the Twitch name wasn't taken. And I was like, ooh, and I just kind of went on a on a vendetta to to get the name like pretty much everywhere managed to get get it on youtube from the guy um and managed to get the twitter from somebody as well so just kind of went on a hunt nice i got them uh, apart from that i haven't even streamed this week i have been so busy with work it's been absolutely insane um barely played out of, anything out of curiosity how did you go about securing the uh like how did you go about talking to the person to get that that handle dms so the same yeah. person that had the youtube had the twitter okay so I just dm through twitter uh at first they asked for money but it was just a joke but because i didn't know them and torn through dms doesn't really <laughs> translate i was like bitch i ain't spending any money for this <laughs> it was like no 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 i'm joking i'm joking so uh it it was just like the stars had aligned they were thinking about changing the name anyway so it was like perfect cool Nice. No, we're changing it to the cyber project. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. So I assume you already have, well, I already know you have all the new overlays and everything set up and ready to go. Yes. I've literally changed everything. Like, I've sent it to, bless you, I've sent it to a couple of people. And, like, the whole anime style thing, I've been wanting to do it for a while. And my skill level just wasn't quite there. Um, but I've spent like a lot of time like studying anime and like how to render it all and and that kind of stuff. And I think it came out pretty well. I'm I'm happy with it. I've been doing some animation, some eight bit animation, and fuck me, that's hard. Literally, <laughs> uh, spent about thirty six hours over the last month, uh, just in like webinar classes, and my brain was just fucking mush. Like, These are the cool moments though. where I wish I had one of like your fancy Go XLR thing because I would just make a recording of you saying "fuck me, I'm hard," <laughs> and then just play that at the beginning of the next podcast. This one's better. <laughs> Suck my ass. <laughs> uh, and I'll get to it eventually, but oh my god, I do not envy people that do animation for a living. It's so difficult. I'm sure it gets easier <laughs> once you know what you're it, doing, but yeah. It, it does, but it, it's kind of like coding. If you fuck one element up, it just doesn't look right. And I'm like, oh, what have I done? I've bitten way off, like, way more than I can chew. But I'm I'm excited to, to do it. I'll probably won't do it until I'm in fucking Canada, though, <laughs> when I've actually got, like, all of my free time. Yeah. So have you streamed under the new name yet, or? No, not yet. I, oh, yeah. I was busy getting all my, my overlays and shit changed. <laughs> just another excuse to make some overlays. Same as always, yeah. Grog, what about yourself? What have you been up to? 
things are good. Um, Lauren and I started a new game. What was it yesterday? Uh, it's called The Last Campfire. Um, it's really, really good. I, I love it a lot. The um, it it's resonating a lot for both both she and I. Um, I didn't realize this, but it's the same studio that did No Man's Sky. Ooh, I would okay. say the game almost. How did I describe it to someone? Um, I said it was like if Journey, you know the the the, the game Journey. I do. Um, yeah. if the if the game Journey made love to a Studio Ghibli Don't film, it's it's basically the two of those things together. It's it's a very cute um puzzle game with a narrative. Um, the voiceovers are incredible, and um, it's just it's really endearing. And then the rest of the week, I've just been doing like um you know Warzone and stuff. Played an attorney with you. Wasn't that, was that fun? Rough. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't amazing. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Condi and I were going to do his tournament for Warzone, and the way that those things work is that basically you're in a tournament, but none of the people in the tournament are in the same lobby. Um, you're in like your own individual lobbies, and then it's a, a tally of like your best scores from your best three games. Um, we used a, a site to check what type of what skill level of lobbies we were being put in and we were in diamond one most of the night which is the highest <laughs> echelon that you could be in and it was fucking rough but it was good i had a good time um i really enjoyed like uh you know getting some like teamwork and communication stuff in with you and i think we played we played really well all things considered so yeah that said um i think it was a good experience but it definitely soured me on wanting to do more of these in the future <laughs> with the way the rules are set up. Because yeah. the game, I think, was running as the game runs. It's just, it, it Skills doesn't. Skills matchmaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But yeah, things are good otherwise. Yeah. I'm I got to say, I jumped into Warzone the following day without you. And it was like a different, it was like a different game completely. Like, I was going into lobbies and dropping eight, nine kills every game. Like, so so different like night and day um from what i've heard though i crazy. think duos maybe even has stricter skill-based matchmaking because the party size is smaller hmm. so whether your like score per minute and your kd is about the same for each player or even if there's a disparity there's just less uh it's a smaller pool right so like they're they're gonna try to sh like the direction that they're gonna shove you for skill level is going to feel more severe than yeah. say like if you're playing with quads or, or trios where it's like it's probably going to be a little more middling and you'll just get like this kind of mid lobby uh, experience but yeah i think it was great we did really well um given the circumstances it's just yeah. the margin for error was so thin and it was a rough night <laughs> it looked well, rough it was it, it's it, for me it was it was very rough and it kind of pushed me to maybe play some other stuff for a few days <laughs> so um i've been i've been enjoying apex a lot um if if either of you are down for some apex this week i would be so on board to do that because it's been really really fun and i think the new season starts this week as well um nope. for free apex but i also is did the, sorry go ahead is the time to kill still like really aggressive it depends honestly if you there's a few times today where i was like two shot with with full armor and stuff with snipers and and um honestly if you can like i've been using the volt smg and if mm -hmm. you can hit someone head on with a clip you can just melt people it's, it's really good I, I i feel 
really good about it and honestly again i i hit gold in rank today which i know is not crazy but for for the rare few times i've played it it's nice to see that rank going up mm-hmm, and also yeah. like i mean we had last weekend we had back-to-back wins at the end of the day and today we had two wins and a couple of like top fives like it's it's it feels right now more achievable than warzone it feels like i'm getting to end game almost every time you know um it feels really good too is nice because in in those kinds of systems where there is you know there's a skill-based method behind everything the fact that you have a rank and you can see whether you're going up or down at least gives you some barometer for like should i feel good about my achievements this week should i feel like they were just okay you know but yeah um the fact that like you have no way of knowing because it's all just this invisible behind the scenes coding um i think that's that makes it tough because like there's feels like it's it's not they're not incentivizing it in a way where you're even aware of where you stand so yeah is there anything else you're up to this week i dabbled in uh the new hitman game hitman 3 (laughs) in vr in vr (laughs) yeah how did that go dude i love it it was superb but it made me very motion sick like to the point where i had to stop after two hours and then for the rest of the stream i was just sitting here nauseous just <laughs> feeling awful it, as good as like the hitman game looks it's ever so slightly janky in vr because while i was watching you i was getting motion sick and i was just staring <laughs> at a computer like it's a bit janky with the movements and i was just like oh i'm gonna be sick so there's a couple big downsides to it obviously the playstation vr is what i'm on i don't i assume it's playable in pc with vr as well i assume so but the playstation vr obviously not the most powerful piece of hardware so you're looking at a 30 hertz image in vr which is obviously always going to help to make you feel more motion sick because it's not smooth um and obviously the fact that i'm walking around where while well, i'm just sitting in my chair but i'm walking around kind of fucks with you i think i'm pretty good at vr like everyone always says you have to get your vr legs like because it will make you feel sick to start off with i've done a lot of vr like not necessarily on stream but i've played a lot and i feel like i'm quite good at not being sick but this really just fucked with me Uh, the other game i've been playing is um star wars squadrons which is amazing and that game is great because i'm not i'm not walking i'm just in a ship so sitting in the chair flying the ship in vr feels natural and it doesn't i'm only turning my head i don't have to walk around with a, a, a joystick you know it's it feels much more natural but what i will say hitman the it doesn't let you use the move controllers uh, for our video listeners like these controllers to control your hands you have to use a dual shock which is weird because you're only ever really huh. in control of your right hand and sometimes your left hand kind of comes into play but you're basically only controlling one hand so it's weird because you're walking around with the analog sticks but then to shoot you've got to kind of control your arm it is weird but strangely it works I, I can't explain it it works quite well even though it doesn't feel like it should the game looks so, so you're phenomenal. So, so because because there's a trigger on the controller you're that you're literally holding it up as though it's the gun and you're aiming with the controller just yes in a virtual space okay. so it makes it hard to run and shoot at the same time because you're kind of like <laughs> You're kind of like using this? this arm. You're using one arm to control the gun, and the other arm's just kind of tacked on, controlling the joysticks. It is a bit weird, but the point of Hitman that it should never really be fully run and gun. You know, it's supposed to be a bit more stealthy and slow, so it does work. Um, Allegedly, the game looks phenomenal. I've only done the first two levels, but it is 
it is so impressive looking in vr very immersive um it's crazy it's hitman right so it's insane i mean one of these missions i went to you're going to investigate a a murder at this mansion so you start off at the outside the gates of the mansion and there's security and there's a detective that's been sent in to investigate so you can sneak into the building and do your thing or my chat was telling me if you can kill the detective and take his clothes then they'll think you're the detective so when i got to the front gate the detective's talking to the two security guards i just punch one of the security guards the detective runs away so i run after him chase him like into like the bushes punch him take his clothes and then i just walk back to the gate and the guards are like oh and you go <laughs> like, and i'm the walking past that you punched in the face yeah and i'm just walking past like you see that guy that was crazy anyway i'm here to solve a murder <laughs> like it's it's phenomenal it's so so funny and it makes for some great moments like one of the missions i'm just picturing you walking back with like groucho marks glasses and mustache like <laughs> no it's not me that was a totally different I'm, I'm gonna make a video with some of the, the best moments but i think my other favorite was uh, i had two targets and i went through this whole big setup and it ended with me in the room with the two of them and like the room went into some sort of safety lockdown all the doors slammed shut like nobody nobody's getting in or out and there's like a video where the two guys are watching and it's like this big cinematic moment where it leads up to like oh and this guy's here to kill you and i'm standing there so while the video had been playing i found this knife this badass looking knife and when they both realized i was there they turned around and i went to just throw the knife and it just went about like a foot in front of me and landed on the ground and there was just this awkward silence where we just looked at each other and then i just had to run over and punch them but it would have been so cool to throw the knife and just it didn't work and it, it's been hilarious um that being said the, the the mansion level i had to go outside and like scale along the wall and immediately because my face was so close to the wall it just threw me off and it made me just i almost vomit into the vr headset while that was happening so that just that ruined it the the the, the motion sickness was too much but very very funny game and i can't wait to play more i just I just need to get the the guts up to put the VR headset back on <laughs> to it again but yeah absolute blast. I wish I knew more people with the the PlayStation VR because multiplayer games in virtual reality are hands down the funniest thing I've ever done. I played a a zombie uh game with my brother when we were both in VR and it it's just hilarious to see the the stupid way that you move around in VR and it, it's fantastic so that's my goal. I need to find somebody else that I can play some VR stuff with. <laughs> the, the goal for me in 2021 is to get Beat Saber. Yeah. I really, I, and like build a, like a 3D room set so I can like have it all green screened out. And then you can I play really only, only copyright safe music. <laughs> it, it's more, I've, I probably wouldn't even like play it on stream because I have two left feet. I ain't making a fun of myself on stream i would do it to try and lose weight but oh, they're so expensive yeah but yes very very funny um anyway we got some topics to discuss this week uh grog you had one that you wanted to bring to everyone's attention first so why don't we go ahead and lead with that yeah there's a um there's a thing that i want to talk about called smithsonian open access so um for anyone who is not here in the States, um, the Smithsonian is a series of museums that are located in Washington, D.C., in and around Washington, D.C., and effectively they they cover pretty much every aspect of 
um, history, science, technology, um, you name it, we, we have a, a museum for it. Um, and it's, they're, they're federal museums. They have, they do like tons of research behind the scenes um, in addition to having these amazing curated exhibits. So one of the cool things is this, um, Smithsonian Open Access is this new initiative that they put forth, which is kind of novel. They, it um, is basically uh, 19 museums and 19 research centers worth of stuff. Um, and it's at, you basically get access to over 3 million 2D and 3D items from their collection. Here's the catch. It's all Creative Commons copyright zero. For, if that doesn't like knock your socks off, that's fine because you might not know what that means. <laughs> um, but Creative Commons Zero is basically means that you, the the organization or the individual who puts that particular copyright on their item, it means that you can do anything you want with it, short of try to copyright it yourself. So you couldn't say take uh, a, a photograph. From the Smithsonian, um, edit, edit, like crop out bits that you don't want, and turn it into um, like a logo that you then copyright. But you could use it for a T-shirt, you could use it for an overlay, you could use it for anything that you want. You can monetize it. Um, there, if you, if anyone's interested, uh, just look up CC zero. Um, it gives you all the details. But basically, it says unless stated otherwise, the person associated with the work um, makes no warranties about the work. They disclaim liability for all uses of the work to the fullest extended permitted by the applicable law. And effectively, you can do whatever you want. And it's so they they open up three million photographs as well as well, two point eight million photos and and then the remainder being three d assets um, that you can use. So if you're looking for um, material to like let's say you're someone who is in the visual arts and you're savvy with Photoshop and you want to, like make a collage of something to create a new overlay, or you just want to, you know, find a source for inspiration. Um, maybe you are, you know, an artist and you're looking for um, inspiration for a drawing and you want to go through like their natural history stuff and find, I mean, they have photos of, you know, um, artifacts and skulls and, and uh, animals and all sorts of stuff. It's really cool. And it's easily browsed. Um, Effectively, it has like a simple search box, but then you have like a um, kind of an advanced search off to the side where you can set your filters for like, oh, I only want to, um, you know, check out things from these these specific museums or these specific topics. Um, it's just a really neat tool. And from an information sharing perspective, it's, it's kind of unprecedented. Um, there's other people, obviously, who've taken like huge sums of material and, and, and made it available for use, but I don't think that anyone's done it on this scale especially for this level of copyright um so what's it called so, grog yeah so if anyone's interested they can go to www.s is in sam i is in india dot edu slash open access so that's www.si.edu slash open access um and you just search away um you'll you will see it's effectively using the same um, search index that the Smithsonian already had. They simply have gone through and meta-tagged everything with this open access uh, marker 
so that like that's the stuff you can use. Just know that if you do a search, you can't tick that off because if you tick it off, you'll start getting other things that you wouldn't necessarily be permitted to use. But out of like almost 3 million items, there's going to be something there. Now, some of these things are going to be like close up photos of, you know, journals, you know, from, uh, you know, historians or, or, or maybe a researcher that has like, you know, kept a log of something and they might not be, yeah, you know, you're looking at this double spread of a book with like handwriting and you're like, well, what am I going to do with that? But then there's plenty of other ones that are, you know, photographs from in the field. Um, there's photographs of uh, up close pictures of things from their collections. So there's lots of neat stuff to, to go through. You just, it would take a lot of time to kind of find the things that you want and need if you're, you've got like a very specific desire for what you're after. But I mean, it's somewhere to start. And at least, um, at least you know that you could use it as the inspiration for whatever new project you want to work on. And you can do it with a clear conscience, knowing that, you know, they, they basically want to excite the public and they want people to engage their collections. Um, you know, even if that means like bringing people in who are only there for, you know, grabbing the photos to use. So yeah, yeah it's cool. I like it. Yeah. I definitely need to have a look at that. And, uh, yeah, I'd see if there's anything I can use. There's some dope stuff in there. Uh, I just typed in skulls because, sure, you know, and yeah. uh, there's some dope things. A narwhal skull. Mm. <laughs> the inspiration is flowing. <laughs> Grass, another week of cyber just doing overlays and stuff. <laughs> yeah, first and a blessing. It's awesome. It's awesome. So um, yeah, um. We should move on to the main topic of today, which we wanted to discuss uh, sponsors as a, a streamer or a content creator and kind of dive into that whole topic, um, because I think there is a lot that people maybe don't understand about it or um, questions that people might have around sponsorships. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we should just dive right in. I mean, first of all, do you guys have any thoughts on, you know anything on that topic at all to, to start us off or do you want me to go i mean i don't have any so i i i don't have any but the thing is i've 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 aspired to since going full-time the thing is i um you know as the kids say these days i failed to shoot my shot um i don't know i just i've been i guess like for me there is an intimidation factor for <laughs> You know, I'm I'm now doing a thing. I'm doing it consistently. I feel like I am very happy with the quality of my streams, and I'm I'm more than happy with the community that's come together around those streams. Um, and I think the 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 content that I offer is great. Uh, I stand by all of my clips, and and it's just one of those things where do I feel confident about where I am right now? Yes. However, in the back of my head, there's this gnawing fear that like somebody's going to say, well, you know even before I've asked the question, I'm, I'm worried that they're going to say, Oh, well, you're only averaging this many viewers or you only, you know, like how long have you been on the platform or do you have other sponsorships or do you have past experience with sponsorships? And these things for me have been hangups to taking the next step because I just don't feel, I guess I'm just shooting it down before I get it out of the, mm -hmm. you know, before I get it out of my head into the world it just feels not worth doing because <laughs> sure. like, I just don't think that I'm there yet. So um, here's, I, I don't here's know where the there is, you know? 
so here's a question how many viewers followers uh like metrics in general do you need for each sponsorship do you know the figures i don't some so companies you ask yeah so some companies will give you a, a an estimate of you know here's the sort of numbers we're looking for i think a lot of companies and and i mean i've i've looked into it a lot myself and a lot of people will say well it's not about the numbers it's about the community and the the, the content that you're creating and the attitude of the creator and i i do sometimes it mean it depends on the company right but i i feel like numbers aren't necessarily the the be all and end all of these things uh what i will say first of all is that i think a lot of people think if i get a company to sponsor me that means i've made it and that's that that's some sort of big deal and i i'm here to tell you i i personally don't think that that validates you in any way right because i think that's another thing if i can say oh i'm sponsored by this company that's like validation it doesn't I, it, as far as i'm concerned it, you don't need it right it, it shouldn't affect your content it shouldn't affect um you know the way you do things and quite frankly as a small streamer you're not going to be you know when you're a big big content creator and you're sponsored by you know these companies there's obviously a monetary exchange and, and all sorts of things going on there and it's mutually beneficial as a smaller creator i think a lot of the time these these sponsorship deals are more beneficial to the company than they are to the creator so sure. do not just jump into any old sponsorship because you think that that's going to legitimize your stream right because it it doesn't okay i and i'm not throwing shade at anyone okay to be very clear i'm not throwing any shade at anybody but i see a lot of people that are sponsored by things like you know control freak or or other various companies like that and it's like you know unless that's a product that you use every day and you really stand by and you think this is a great thing that i want my community to try and i want to be the face of that you know brand on the front line showing people and telling people about it it's not helping you right i don't think yeah. anybody's gonna go mm, i don't know if i want to watch this streamer oh they're sponsored by this company oh well then now i'm definitely gonna watch them right i, I don't think it makes that 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 much of a difference for me the way i've always looked at these things is you know is it uh first of all a, a a product and a brand that i enjoy and i feel good sure. about is it something i would recommend to people anyway then is it a beneficial mutually beneficial right does it help me in some way and does it help the company in some way right is it mutually beneficial and that's the key thing a lot of these sponsorships i i've i've received messages from things saying you know oh we want to offer you this deal you just have to go into our website and buy x amount of products and then we'll give you a code and it's like they're just trying to get more yeah, people that just to seems buy predatory products. i yeah. i mean i know there's a, a big movement of like the razor streamer hashtag razor streamer everywhere i haven't looked into I, it I too was much involved in that so i mean that's kind of almost a, not i guess fully a sponsorship but i looked into it and i felt like it wasn't beneficial to me um maybe you can tell a bit more about the, the razor streamer side of things but i, I mean I, I won't get too toxic about it but ultimately <laughs> it's it's more the the stipulations that they they give you in order for you to actually be one of these affiliated people um one thing that i do want to say is the difference between affiliation sponsorship and partner affiliated and sponsorship is almost the same th uh, sorry affiliated and partnered is is almost the same thing but when you're sponsored with somebody, 
that hints towards you actually get money either every single month or they give you a monetary value every month. Whereas the whole Razor streamer thing, all it was, you had to put a hashtag in uh, every single um, title when you were going live. It had to be there. And I think if you were even mentioning Razor, you had to put hashtag Razor streamer in like any social media post and that was it um apart from the really good deals that you got on uh like gaming laptops and razor peripherals there wasn't much of a if i if i remember correctly yeah you got discounts on some razor products some really good discounts let let me just preface that it was yeah really good discounts i did see uh if i'm not wrong there was some vague promise of like you know will there's like different tiers to it and like if you got to a certain tier yeah. then they would like promote you and stuff i seem to recall i knew that, that was bullshit uh, yeah from, I, from the very beginning i knew i use razor peripherals to be clear like but i decided not to <laughs> move forward with anything there um but i did think it was interesting but at the, at the end of the day for them it was like yeah we're selling some products at a discount for these people but everybody's seen hashtag razor streamer in a title right it's mm-hmm. promo for them that's that's you're the product exactly you're exactly. you're promoting them and um it's it's tricky right you gotta pick and choose and don't just jump into any old thing so I, i'm gonna speak vaguely about the most recent sponsorship deal i had or partnership deal i had which was with a drinks company uh the way that that all happened was um for me personally <clears throat> i was drinking a lot of energy drinks you know doing a full shift at work coming home streaming for five six hours I was needing that that caffeine, the energy drink, and I was going through a lot of um, very sugary drinks like Monster, Red Bull, things like that. So I started looking for a replacement. I went to the the big boys, like the, the G Fuel, and tried them and, and tried a few different ones and ultimately settled on a product because I, I liked it. I heard good things from friends and I knew other creators that were partnered with them. Um, I set up a meeting with the, 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 the sort of managers that deal with that we had a call, a call, a conversation, you know, they checked out the stream and stuff. And then we entered into like a, a partnership deal. So for me, this was beneficial because it was a product I was going to be buying anyway. And I enjoyed it. Um, I, I guess I don't want to talk specific numbers, but I got a very significant discount on purchasing any product for myself, um, as well as a code that people could use to get themselves a discount. And then of course, anybody using my code that directly supported me and my channel as well. So to me, it was like, here's a product that I, I like. I would recommend it to people anyway. I'm personally using it because it's, you know, stopping me from the alternatives. Uh, and, you know, if that code's out there, if people want to try it, they get a bit of a discount and it supports me. It was that mutually beneficial It's a win-win-win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> there was obviously a bit of drama. Again, I'm not naming any names or anything. I decided to walk away from that partnership uh, this past week. So I'm no longer with them. But I don't regret the time that I was there. I still stand by, you know, me saying the product was good and and, and things like that. You know, it's not like uh, there's any bad blood between myself and the product that I've decided I don't like it anymore or anything like that. There was just various reasons and things like that. Um, That being said, I'm not immediately jumping out and looking at, oh, what other things can I be sponsored by? Because it doesn't matter to me at the end of the day. It was a... it wasn't like I was going out looking like I need a sponsor. Who can, who will sponsor me? Right. It just, everything fell into place. Um, and 
frankly it doesn't make any difference to my content moving forward uh maybe i'll be less of a sellout but you know that's uh, i'll find other things to sell out on (laughs) but here's here's the thing is that i i don't know i guess like so what i can comment on this topic even though i i don't have um personal experience being sponsored by anyone is that just kind of like the nature like the, the the discussion around the idea right like i don't think that having um either an affiliate or a partnership with the company um that you were then sponsored by or or sponsored alongside i don't think i mean it's not selling out like who because the thing here's the thing i think that there was this idea in you know like in music that if you eventually got to the point where you left an in uh, a quote-unquote indie label and you signed with a big label um that you were then selling out and somehow that invalidates or or makes you less than authentic i just don't buy that because one we're kind of porting ideas from from one industry to another where there just aren't the same parallels and two the streaming industry is still young i i i think that people there is a constant battle back and forth about you know like you know having these blow-ups as a streamer and eventually getting partnered on twitch or or whatever platform you're on you know youtube or facebook gaming or what have you and that like when you reach a certain point um people will fall away and that is true people see that all the time you know sometimes um even what was it like selena talked about you know she hit partnership and then like some people I don't think actually maybe it wasn't her but we were we were talking to somebody else about how it was you know selena. like they it wasn't seen yeah where they got to partner and then people were like unfollowed her from instagram yeah just like yeah. bye and it's just like that's to me weird because unless you have done or said something significant to kind of change your points of view or your content that you provide has dramatically shifted like you're still the same person doing the same thing now you just have you know now you just have a little added recognition that goes with that and or you're repping a company and you're doing that in the margins of the content that you've already created you do it at the start of your stream you do it at the end of your stream maybe you have like a mid-roll like lower third pop-up that like advertises every 15 minutes to 30 minutes saying like you know you know go support me using this content creator code at blah blah blah. like i don't i i for me i'm fine with it because you know what i know that we've talked about advertisements on the platform and pre-roll ads and mid-roll ads and and all that good stuff but we don't have to love the system that we're in you know if anyone wants to like you know grab a flag and and uh, you know rally at the gates and and scream down you know the 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 horror of capitalism so be it but like the thing is we have what we have and you know right now all this whole industry and this platform runs on advertising So if you are a content creator and you stand by the material that you're representing, if it's a product that you already use, if it's a game that you believe in, if it's something that you think you'd like to see people explore, maybe, you know, it's, it's a game that normally you wouldn't play, but you really love the concept of it. And, and, you know, like you're, you're happy to support it and you can do that in good faith. I don't see anything wrong with it because it's like, you know, as long as you're true to yourself and and your own intent, like you're honest in your intentions for why you're doing it, then you know it's just an extension of what you what you represent. And if you're confident putting that as a as a 
like a building block in the foundation of you as a streamer and what you represent and you can stand behind that with you know with certainty i don't see that being a big deal um and i don't think it's selling out i think i think it's just you recognizing that you are now taking a professional step forward in an effort to you know not simply do this you know simply trying to survive off of the capital that you get from gifted subs or or uh subscribe you know weekly or sorry monthly subscriptions or bits or donos or whatever but that you're actually trying to like network outside of just the platform you're on and i think that's smart it's a smart business move because it is a business ultimately yep. if if you if you're going that direction it has become mm -hmm. your business yep. um but for a lot of people it will still just be a hobby and that's fine too i don't i think that sometimes the confusion comes where like the assumption is well it needs to stay a hobby for it to be pure. You know what I mean? Or it needs to be, or, you know, for your passions to be pure. And it's like, it, you you can treat it like a business and that's okay. Um, but obviously there's exceptions to everything. And some people will show products that like, we know they probably don't use or probably don't really <laughs> believe in, but they're, you know, doing it anyway, because the money's good at the time, you know? Um, but I think that speaks more to that creator and where they're at and usually it's pretty obvious surface level stuff you can kind of get a read on somebody if they really care about the things that they're selling um and if they don't you know that's your read on them that's you know just make that a make that what you will but yeah i don't think it's selling out yeah i think um it's important to to push that as well as that it's if you're doing it with pure intentions and and it's like i said a, a product that you currently use or you're you're already uh, a, a fan of then you know it doesn't hurt and there's no obligation for anybody to you know use a code or, or anything like that if that's your your deal but um you know you again you talk about if this is a business and you, you want to diversify your revenue streams you know isn't it better to have a company pay some of that than you know to fully rely on your your audience you know when you get to that stage where companies are willing to pay you to promote then that's ideal because then you're not having to rely on your viewers to to help support you you know um the only other because there's other types of partnerships i want to dive into as well the only other sort of sponsorship experience i have was with a a company who their whole thing was just to support streamers um it was a company called true gaming and i found them because they actually had a podcast quite similar to ours definitely didn't steal the idea um but they had a podcast quite similar to ours that i enjoyed listening to and, and you know passively would have it on in the background to try and give myself ideas for my own streams and content and things and they had this um sponsored streamer program and the way it worked was you you could apply and go through all these various stages and have interviews and then if you were in you became part of the you know the sponsored streamer path and, and the way that worked was they would provide you with you know overlays and artwork and, and all the kind of things you might need for your stream um the idea was that they would eventually like potentially pay for you to go to events like twitchcon and stuff like that to represent the brand of true gaming you know as a, a sponsored streamer with them and i know a lot of people that got some really cool opportunities through true gaming um and that was a really really fun experience again it was it was a community that i got to be part of and there was there was a company behind it they were like a server hosting company and people could you know click on your link and buy merch and stuff and, and you got like a kickback i think but 
um ultimately that company actually shut down due to covid and everything so i'm no longer with them anymore either which is a it's very sad obviously that they were unable to keep um, there's functioning, a grown theme here yeah i just <laughs> can't hold on to a, a relationship <laughs> <laughs> so the matter of time before i get kicked off this podcast too um you heard of dale don't sponsor <laughs> Condi. but um yeah like in terms of because i saw some people asking about you know oh do they talk about numbers do they ask about numbers at the end of the day all you can do is speak to a company and see i have shot my shot shoot I, i've shooted my shot shot my shot. <laughs> past tense of shot is not shit so like you haven't your shit grammar shit. is awful <laughs> so i'm trying my best uh, there's there's definitely been brands that i've reached out to uh and i've not heard back from but you know what it's fine the worst that they can say is no or they just ghost you like they did to me but there's there's definitely brands that i i've got their products and thought man i really really like you know this product and i'll tell people you know i i love this piece of equipment that i bought from a stream or something like that and i've reached out to the company and not heard anything back but you don't know until you try and in my experience you're better to at least try because then you're going to build up that experience of how to approach a brand. And you know what? You come at it similar to what Selena said when she wrote her partner application, right? Is to be yourself and try and, you know, come across and show who you are in that like application or whatever it may be. And, you know, you never know what could happen, right? So there's definitely no harm in reaching out to these companies. Obviously, if you don't hear back, don't bombard people with with requests um but yeah go for it if there's something that you already you know you think your brand would go nicely with and and you know could be like i say mutually beneficial or whatever do it shoot your shot there's one thing that i do it may be a personal opinion but if you're sponsored by a lot of small medium or large companies and the sponsorships don't really make sense I internally judge a lot of streamers in that way, and it, it's probably, I, I don't think it's isolated, I don't think it's just me, but you see if somebody's sponsored by, like, the same 10 companies that everyone else is, is sponsored by, I personally don't think it's a good look. The one thing that I admire about you, Condi, is you went for a sponsor that you enjoyed their product, and then went for them. It wasn't like you just went to all these different companies and said, like, I want to be sponsored by you just so I can add another panel to the to the dashboard and it'd be absolutely fine. I, I don't... It, it's almost like if the Super Bowl was sponsored by literally everybody. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. And it... It, it waters it down. To, it does, and it, it kind of takes away some of the validity of it. Um, I'm I'm not gonna say what I'm. I about mean, to each say. right I, again, each to their own. You know, no matter how somebody wants to do it, that's totally fine. This is just kind of our advice and our yeah. Um, that's our that, opinion. Do you think well, I should stop speaking to that um, uh, Gillette about the sponsorship with shaving? Would that you be a bad? Durex. Yeah, your grandma's <laughs> getting a bit bad. <laughs> Only if they offer you the magnums that you've been asking for. But yeah, 
that's uh, an important thing. Like, okay, bringing up Hubs, for example. Hubs is sponsored by a, a beard company. Exactly. Right? It Which makes fits sense. his brand. Exactly. But he's not sponsored by... I'm going to pick random names like G Fuel, GamerSups, GamerGoo. Like, he, he, he picked even, the sponsor. Even, even those would kind of make sense, but I think, like, if you're just like, oh, and I'm also sponsored by, like, Eat Fresh, or I'm also sponsored by, you know... Herman Miller air on chairs. You're just like, <laughs> wait, what? Like, you know, yeah. I just to quickly or like yeah. Casper mattress. Yeah, I mean, if you were like a, if you were like a streamer, you're like, and also you can get uh, you know, ten uh, percent off if you type you know, uh, humps at checkout for Casper mattress. Like that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, like I, so. Just to quickly address a couple of things. So Arcade Riot asked in chat, like, who at companies are you reaching out to? It depends for, for each one. A lot of companies will have a, a part on their website where they, you know, give you maybe details to reach out if you are interested in a partnership or something like that. Generally, that's where I would go if the company already has a, a branch for that. I mean, if you're approaching like a company that maybe doesn't currently do sponsorships you know maybe if it's a company that you think hey i really like this company and i want to promote them on my stream or something then yeah i mean if you can find like marketing departments like you said or, or someone like that then by all means you know shoot your shot and send a message for for myself i think the brands i was or the there's one in particular that i'm thinking that i did reach out to and never heard back from but that one had a specific kind of partnership area on the bottom of their website somewhere which with an application form to fill out um you know you know how much of your soul are you willing to sell how many viewers do you have that kind of thing <laughs> um and uh, captain mo just sort of said um if all you get offered is an off-brand till something comes along um that you like then i don't see the issue as you work up again if you like the product and you think it fits well with your personal brand absolutely i don't see any any major issue in that i just think uh, our point is to to be you know don't be like you know shit talking a product one day and then the next day partner with them right as long as it's genuine for yourself then i don't see anything wrong with that but for me i would say do be careful because there is a lot of companies out there that are looking to take advantage of smaller maybe less experienced creators that want to um you know they just want that advertising they just want that promotion and they know in a lot of cases hey if we put this product out and we, we get partners then these people are going to make purchases as well because if they purchase it they can show it on their stream and you know it's a lot of times not beneficial for the creator but as long as it's a brand that you think is worthwhile you stand by it and it can benefit yourself in some way then by all means go for it i'm not going to say you know and don't I do that i think part of it too is you just go into it with the idea that you know you have to acknowledge that whatever you decide for or against there's going to be a shift in perception um from the people who watch you or the people who support you and you just have to reconcile that whatever decision you're going to make can't could lead to a shift in perception now sometimes like you know, something like um, our guest from the previous week, uh, Hi Selena, when she got partnered, people fell away for no reason other than she was now partnered. And like some people were just like, I guess, I don't know, felt like she had then she wasn't going to have this like small, cozy community that she always has had and still has. 
um, they left for whatever reason. You've you can't predict, ah, you, like, you can't ah. predict that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, if you want to support a product that you don't actually yourself use, that's fine. Just, I guess, to kind of marry what Condi has said and also what Cyber has said, um, you know, for Cyber seeing like a certain alignment of, of um, rep overly used or potentially repetitive advertisers um, to the point where it's almost a trope if you have them, um, will skew some people's perception. Now you don't have to agree that, you know, with that outlook, but you have to acknowledge that go into it knowing whatever decision you make, if it's not aligned with your brand and very obviously aligned with your brand, some people will draw a conclusion. You don't have to, you know, meet them there with your own set of ideas, but like you have to acknowledge that it can happen. So, you know, I, I, I guess do... like yeah sorry i was gonna say i do think is that for the most part the internet is coming around to this i feel like there was a big culture years ago of like oh you know the, uh, this the, every streamer has got sponsored parts and like every youtube video has a you know a sponsor that they need to thank and blah 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 i, I feel like i mean maybe it's just me maybe i'm i'm not seeing the full picture but i feel like most people are kind of understanding of it now you know there's the whole meme of like raid shadow legends sponsoring every youtuber but like for me when i see it now i'm like good for good for them you know yeah they had to do a little 30 seconds raid shadow legends ad but they probably got good money for that exactly. good for them the, like <laughs> you know the numbers that i've actually heard they 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 pay out let's let's just say that so that's why a lot of people like people actually use them and and not to get it skewed unless you're getting something for free from these these companies the the actual shift and and responsibility of you protecting yourself is a hundred percent on you because it's a business and they are looking to get their product out to the masses and nine times out of ten it will never be in your favor you will always be giving them money. You will always be advertising them for free unless you are physically getting paid from that company. And as long as you are doing it for the right reasons, there isn't anything wrong with it. And I'll, I'll keep going back to the, the powdered sports drink that, that Condi had, or the powdered gamer drink that, that Condi had. He used that product, he believed in it, and he enjoyed it, and that's why he chose... To go and get sponsored by well partnered with them should i say it wasn't like i'm gonna get this this partnership because it's gonna look good on my resume he done it for the right reasons and and he can say to himself and everyone else who gets a partner or, or a sponsor for the exact same reasons that i did it for the right reasons fuck what everybody else's opinions are i know i did the right thing and the thing is it does always as grog saying as well you know people are always going to have a perception like i definitely noticed in some cases you know people would come in and be like oh you're partnered with drink company x well i like drink company y and then you know <laughs> there's either a discussion or a, they leave right fight and, chat. Yeah. and it's like you know and that's fine people can like what they like and, and whatever but as long as you as the creator you know your brand is important your own brand and your channel it should be precious to you and you need to make sure when you're letting companies in that you stand by it and you trust that company to you know support you and and, and all these things so it's i really i, I honestly I, I wonder if this may be not coming off the way i intend it but i just want people to be aware 
that there is a lot of stuff out there that the companies are just out for themselves and sometimes creators can get screwed over or not be getting you know the the, well, the I'll, value I'll that they i'll give you a great be. example where this doesn't actually pertain so much to sponsorship but it's it's adjacent um where you'll see companies and sometimes they're massive companies i mean we're talking like national international level companies and let's say that they will do their own very small level like in terms of the amount of work they put into it ad campaign to then go on social media and say hey in the spring we're going to launch this new initiative we're looking for uh you know artists to submit their you know next thing for doritos or for red bull or for whatever and you know if you submit your thing you might be picked and we might use your thing on like the next soda can or we might use it on the next you know rollout of whatever and the thing is a lot of those campaigns are often you submit your work and they own it in its entirety whether they use it in the final product or not those kinds of things are extremely predatory and you'll see um artists on artist discussion groups on things like facebook and and artists discussing this on on twitter and other social platforms where they they know that this is predatory and it's it's very obvious this stuff totally exists you know it's it's not um it's not ridiculous to assume that some companies are not going to have the, uh enough of a moral fiber to you know like give every participant a square deal some people know that they can get a lot of traction um and a lot of like free work simply by the fact that they have the company itself has clout it carries recognition with it people want to like scrape off a little bit of that for themselves and if they'll do anything they can to kind of get on board and be recognized and maybe they're desperately seeking validation and they haven't gotten sponsorships in the past or maybe they see this is my one big chance to be seen by this huge company ea games says that if i like you know, do a voice line and submit it in like that it's maybe going to get used for such and such. It's like, no, it, I mean, like, let's think about the percentage. You're probably not going to get what you expect out of it. And these companies know that. Um, so there definitely can be predatory elements for sure, especially like, you know, I'm not suggesting that the the Razor streamer thing was predatory, but like, um, think of it this way. <laughs> think about like, uh, like clans and organizations like that, like esports groups. Um, FaZe did a, a campaign that I think was incredibly smart and very savvy, but I also hated it at the same time. And it was, we're doing phase five. And if you put phase five as your clan tag and you submit hot clips of you doing XYZ in like say Call of Duty or this game or that game, and you've got that in there and you you can demonstrate that you're you're wearing this on the regular that that in of itself will act as a qualifier for you to be maybe considered to be picked for this next phase you know like subset of the organization and it's like that was brilliant but also so ugh, i just kind of hated it because i would sign into warzone and literally like i would get killed by everyone with phase in their name and it's just like guys you're not gonna get picked <laughs> like this is there's it was a brilliant wow. organizing and advertising tool but also at the same time these people got nothing out of it and and all it took was for you to just give them free ad time in every lobby that you participated in and and i'm not saying phase were scummy for doing it but like clearly they knew 
they're worth as a as an organization. They're smart in terms of knowing what the fan base is willing to do. They chose something that was exceptionally easy for you to opt into. Simply just change your clan tag. Done. Simple. Those kinds of like campaigns are always very effective because think of like NVIDIA. NVIDIA will do a campaign where, and again, this is not sponsorship related, but I'm just saying this to like give an example of like how these companies know that they can use you. NVIDIA will say, okay, if you uh, retweet um, this post, we're going to be giving away a 3080 graphics card uh, and maybe it's branded for a certain game and you tag yourself and one other person and you get them to retweet it too. And it enters you into the running and use hashtag whatever and it'll put you in the running to get this card. Like, I mean, you do that and then you'll see hundreds of thousands of posts of people doing this and it's just, it's free advertising. Yeah. People know, these. a lot of companies know what they're doing and again, that's not a sponsorship. That's not a partnership. That's just like them baiting you for like easy work. But um, but I think that like, yeah, if there are obviously going to be calibers of companies that like clearly are going to value you in the long term and you want to, I guess, just evaluate what what does the partnership mean to you and what does it mean to them? And if you can get an understanding of that up front, all the better, because then, you know, is this a short term thing where I'm going to get used up? in a month and then you're going to be done or is this a thing that we're going to be like working on together for months going forward yeah the to just kind of briefly move it away i guess from the the partnerships slash affiliates with uh, these companies the other type of sort of sponsorship that you could potentially have is a sponsored stream right um or if you're a, you know a youtuber maybe you have a sponsored video something like that so there's a few different ways that that can work uh when you're at the sort of top top level Companies, as far as I know, will reach out through, you know, PR groups or whatever. And we've all seen that happen when there's been a big launch of a game and these, you know, a bunch of the top streamers will do sponsored streams, right, for a game. Now, that can work its way down. There's a few different levels. Uh, the one I've talked about a little bit before was the Twitch bounty board, which is a similar style of, of thing where it will give you an opportunity. It'll say stream X game for an hour. You know, you you need X amount of viewers to hit this payout level, and if you don't quite hit those many viewers, then the payout's slightly lower. Um, I've done a few of these, and and the way it works is you you know you go live with that game, and there's a button you can hit that will start tracking the bounty, and it will update your title and everything to have hashtag sponsored. It does it all for you, and at the end you end tracking, and it tells you almost immediately here was your average viewership, here's your payout, right? Uh, now this I think has been really cool. I've got a couple of free games by doing those sponsored streams because they will often give you the game or a key to go and download the game to to play for the sponsored stream. Um, however, again, I've tried to only do things on that that were games that I already was interested in. Right. So like we had a couple of Call of Duty sponsored streams, which you know I'm not the biggest Call of Duty guy, but I liked first person shooters i wanted to try it and i mean it worked because now i play call of duty all the time so it, it paid off in that sense and that's exactly what they want right so they're willing to throw a little bit of money here and there to get a bunch of the sort of smaller streamers to do their sponsored stream but then you know what they're playing that if, if it hooks them they're playing it all the time and it's more free advertising for them um so the bounty board i still am unclear on how it works because uh, there are affiliates i know that don't have access to it uh, I've had access for a long time, but it almost never 
populates with stuff it very rarely pops up in a lot of these days now it's like watch this trailer for this movie on stream um get six thousand dollars well yeah i wish right? <laughs> but i think there's different tiers to it right i i think that eventually you can bump up to the higher tier so i'm guessing i'm in the very lowest tier of that and the opportunities are pretty few and far far between um i mean i think it's been close to a year since i've done a sponsored stream with through that but it's all built into twitch it's super easy and it's really cool uh because you know why not if you're getting a free game and you just play for an hour as long as it's a game you're interested in anyway and you follow the instructions because sometimes there's a few extras there was one where i had to have a mountain dude logo on my screen or something but um that's quite cool the other one which is new and i'm not super um read up on i did well i did read up on it but i haven't done any of these is that uh through stream elements now if you use stream elements they have a sponsored stream section on their dashboard now where you can go in and it's similar to twitch where companies are offering you you know play our game and you know they'll give you any assets that they want and you can get payouts through stream elements for doing sponsored streams as well the only one i've read up on was funnily enough for raid shadow legends and there was a ton of stuff like specific overlays they wanted you to use and, and things like that but that could be an opportunity if you see a game pop up on the stream element sponsorship that you think i might want to play that anyway then you could run through it and do a sponsored stream through them um definitely something to read up on um if you don't even have maybe you don't have access to the bounty board um again or you're like me and the bounty board just never pops up with anything um you know there's another option there to go and do sponsored streams and those things are you know you're not uh into a partnership with a company or anything a lot of times it's just an hour where you're you know doing that sponsored stream and and you know people will recognize it you know the hashtag ad and, and title or whatever um but you know these are other ways that you can take up sponsored opportunities through your channel which is you know it's a way to sometimes maybe supplement that income a little bit um through that have either of you guys looked at the stream elements version of that uh, no but that's interesting them. it's it's very well laid out as well um uh, the bounty board is a bit like like you say sometimes it populates sometimes it doesn't some of the, the stipulations in order to get that payout is is pretty outlandish um like it needs to be perfect whereas if you go into the sponsors like section of stream elements it's clearly laid out it's got bullet points of exactly what you need to do in order to fulfill your your like obligations. If no one's even looked at it, I highly recommend even just checking it out, seeing what it's what it's about, and seeing if it's for you. Because one day there might be something in there that like really tickles your pickle. You know, it's there's some very very good opportunities on there, and I imagine for smaller streamers that it'll be kind of similar to the bounty board. It won't be. You know as as highly lucrative as you know getting a a brand new call of duty game but some of the stuff on there is is very appetizing some very good opportunities on there and if you're not looking at it you're doing yourself a disservice because it's it's an excellent piece of free information that you could be getting it's worth certainly worth looking into and and from what i remember the um potential payout from that raid shadow legends one that i saw was fairly significant um certainly compared to anything i've done in the past it was a, uh, it was a, a a not a small amount of money for the amount of work but i do think there was quite a lot of um back-end stuff with with overlays and all sorts that they had to go into it and 
um a lot of them obviously will ask you to like you know x amount of people need to be watching your stream or x amount of people need to click this link and install the game or something like that but um it's definitely definitely worth looking at if you're not aware of it um it's it's worth having a read about because you never know what might pop up like i say i've had through the bounty board a couple really cool experiences and, and if it wasn't for the call of duty you know sponsored stream thing that popped up i might have not tried call of duty and i might not be playing warzone as regular as i am now you know because i wouldn't have have had that experience of, of jumping in and trying it so definitely something to look at um i see someone asking where's the bounty board so it's not not everyone has access to it i don't really know what twitch's stand on that is because i remember they they kind of they rolled it out to people in the states first and then it gradually got rolled out over more regions and i got access into it ages ago it was ago, still but... a limited release when it came out because um i think we checked internally within our group within zero strategy and i think condi was maybe the only one that had it yeah, um, they've never mentioned anything about it right. rolling out to anyone else which makes me think twitch is maybe not wanting to push it anymore maybe they've yeah, not it's, seen it's the a, benefit it's a program or... that's there but they haven't quite sunset it but at the same time they haven't quite developed it so it, it's just sort of it exists for those who were part of the initial rollout L limited rollout but yeah 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 it's uh if if, if you want to check hang on let me just have a look right now the creator dashboard it's literally on the left side where you've got like stream manager insights community uh, bounty board is is there if you've got access to it it's down there like i say the, the last so the very last one i did was in march 2020 so 10 months ago and there's no available bounties right now it seems like it's I, and again it might just be because i'm at whatever the bottom tier of that is there's just no mm -hmm. opportunities because obviously that's a company coming to twitch and saying we want to put this on the board please and maybe the companies aren't seeing enough benefit from it or maybe twitch isn't really seeing the benefit and they don't want to do it um it seems like they've kind of gave up rolling it out because you know if it did i would feel like more people would have access to it it's a weird thing and i don't know if it was kind of randomly um you know rolled out to people it's it's strange but overall honestly again i've not had any use out of it at all for the last year so <laughs> you know um it's it's probably not that beneficial but as far as i know the stream elements one is kind of a new thing um and it might be worth keeping an eye on yeah. um, can i can i i i feel like we're we're probably nearing the end of the the discussion for the day but i do want to know condi like are there any tips that you would impart specifically well, either you or Cyber both, like, would you guys have any um, specific recommendations for how to construct an email? Like, I know that some of these companies have a form, you know, they'll you go to their landing page and it'll, they'll have, like, uh, maybe a subset of their website where it's, like, it's for, you know, aspiring affiliates or partners, and you click that and you fill out a web form and you submit it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're not doing that uh, and you're just emailing a company, like, how would you craft that? Like, what what would be best practices for how you introduce yourself you know do you how do you lay out your numbers do you wait for them to ask about your numbers like what makes sense you want to take the cyber or you want me to jump in well i have never really reached out to any sponsorships apart from the the razor streamer um section and i mean even that was kind of a shit show it was very easy to get into um, but from my like day job, uh, if I was emailing a company, the first thing I would do is uh, research templates online. Um, 
see the the people that have actually structured a similar letter to what I want to achieve. Um, I've already looked at um, Google. There's plenty of sponsorship applications that you can have a look at. And my biggest advice is don't send out the first iteration. Sit on it, um, write it out again, and see what works for you. Because the majority of the time, something that you write on day one will be, you'll have a totally different outlook on it on day three. Um, yeah. Just t take your time. Um, I think for any piece of writing, always come back to it the next day. Yep, for sure. Um, when we had Selena on, um, she was saying that she wrote roughly around about ten drafts of a partner application before she actually submitted it, and uh, within three days she was uh, accepted into the partner program. So it just goes to show, you know, the more time that you spend on it, the better it will be. Yeah, I think that's that's a big thing. Do your research. Also you know, um, make sure you do your research on the, the company or brand themselves as well. Um, if it's not maybe something that you are actively using, but you want to maybe look at a partnership, make sure you know what you're talking about. Even if it is a product, you know, uh, make sure you know the company's values, the things they stand for, um, and, and know who it is you're speaking to. I've heard horror stories from, from brands because, I've, I've, again, I've listened to a lot of media regarding sponsorships and how to reach out and a lot of these people will say that oftentimes they'll get an email that's clearly a copy paste from another email that they've sent to yep. another company make sure like a job application right because your... right that's exactly what it is you are 100 percent right with the terminology that you just used it's a job application yeah and in essence so when you're applying and... for jobs you make your cv fit to that specific job that you're going for right you, you tailor it towards that job, right? You don't just, well, maybe it's just me, but you don't just send the same copy-paste CV to everywhere. You maybe tailor it specifically to each job to make it that bit more appealing. So do that. Don't copy-paste an email with a wrong name in it, you know, uh, somewhere, because if you're writing up the first email, oh yeah, I love product X, and then you copy and paste, send it over to, to product Y, <laughs> and you've got the wrong thing in it, it you're, they're gonna just, you know ignore it you you take your time with it again like i said sit on it proofread use spell checks whatever you need to do to try and you know make it as as professional as you can and if it is if it does come off as so generic copy paste that like you could you could literally swap out the, the who it's to with any other company that that's probably not a great sign because it fe then it's going to maybe feel like it is just this copy pasta of like, I've, I've just created a, a, uh, a boilerplate response that I'm then going to send out to like five different companies. And that in of itself is not going to win anyone over because if you get something and it just reads like, you know, like a chain letter or, or, you know, it, it just doesn't, smack of authenticity people will just move on because i mean let's be honest you're not the only person who's out there sending these applications who are who are trying to reach out and form those partnerships um you want to stand out and obviously you want to stand out for the right reasons you don't want to stand out for the reason why it just your email goes immediately in the recycling bin <laughs> yeah and yeah. here's the other thing is is be i i personally wouldn't want to throw in numbers right because if I'm a company and I'm receiving email from a streamer or a creator and they're immediately throwing numbers at me, that doesn't tell me about the community that you have and the sort of the brand that you have. 
talk i would say discuss about you know the kind of things that you and your community might talk about or the maybe the kind of games you play or um you know tell them a bit about yourself but also remember that these companies are looking for value you're both looking to to get value out of this partnership right so show how you can impart impart that value to them right the obviously if you write and you know i have x amount of viewers but to be honest they're kind of toxic you know <laughs> they're not necessarily gonna want to brand you know pair their brand with you but if you can show that you've got this you know a, a, a community that fits that you know that that brand in particular and you know if i'm an art streamer right and i and, and i kind of am if you want to talk about it that way but if i'm a streamer that does painting and art but i'm reaching out for this gaming keyboard it's like well my community are maybe not gamers my community are maybe artists or people that are interested in that, watching that kind of thing so show how you can provide value to that company does that make sense like yeah. you, you need to kind of again shape it like a job application in a way but be yourself you know nobody wants to get that generic email i mean i'm sure all of us have had those random emails or dms on instagram that's clearly just hey do you want to wear our clothing and you know be a partner with this brand like it's just like almost a almost a bot that's just sending these generic emails out to anybody that tags hashtag streamer or something in their their instagram um you know make it personal show that you can offer value and do your research by the company that would be my three big things if you're if you're applying again i'm no expert currently not sponsored by anyone <laughs> but you know that's uh, a thing i would definitely be thinking about just one one piece of wisdom that i can incite um i i'm not a full-time streamer i have a day job and my day job is interviewing certain individuals on uh like month by month basis bullshit if you portray bullshit um it's the first thing that is gonna get someone's back up if you say you know you've got this amazing community and um, there's hundreds of people in the discord and somebody does a little bit of research on you and it turns out to be false um that's like one strike that you'll get try and be as genuine and as honest as you can in your applications um another thing uh condi hit on it don't mention numbers unless specifically asked if you look at it from a job interview and i'm right in front of you and asking you something and you say well yeah i want to make a hundred grand in five years i'll just be like well there's the door you know get out <laughs> we can't offer you that but if you say i want to be in this position uh in five years it, it piques my interest and i'll say well how are you going to get to that position you know if you if you said i i want to be the face of um logitech in in five years and this is how i'm going to do it where you don't mention money at all that'll get someone's interest they're going to say well how are you going to do it and it makes you a little bit more memorable than than the last person so don't mention numbers unless specifically asked be very very genuine because that's what shines through and just do your research on the company nothing nothing makes me happier than somebody mentioning a project that i did a few months back and them asking some information about it because i'm like how did you hear about that so like if you know if you mention oh i've seen the prototypes online of the new logitech mouse and i think it's cool but here's how you can improve it 
you know, that's going to get you more brownie points with a lot more people than saying just random shit in, in an application that's just copy-pasta. It's very easy to notice what um, CVs are just copy-pasta and what someone's actually spent a decent amount of time preparing. Yeah. Where they filtered out the, the crap that's not necessary. Like, I'm a 31-year-old man. I don't need to put down my high school diploma, what I got in, in high school, because it's <laughs> so long ago that it's not relevant. Make sure that you put in everything that is relevant. Yeah. I, so I, there's I, there's I saw, two great I, comments yeah, sorry, um, that in chat. One of them is from, you know, uh, show host Sir Humps, who is joining us remotely via chat. Uh, but he says, you can shoot your shot more than once just because you get a no now doesn't mean that it's a no later on. Uh, he's heard of and knows people who've gotten turned down, but later a deal was landed with the same company at a later date, um, which is a great point. And um, we have another comment in chat, which is, I've interviewed job candidates who haven't even looked at their company's website. It, interview is over immediately after that. Yep. I mean, it's totally usually agree. pretty transparent. If if you are dis disingenuous either in your claims or clearly you haven't put in any time or effort or research people will know <laughs> yeah i mean it's just it's just obvious um i think people it's easy to get a read on these things and again you know as connie pointed out very early on it's like if you talk about how awesome your community is and then they go back and they watch a vod and they see like you know really toxic chat like again that's going to be an easy no-brainer for them they'll just move on yeah you know? The, the the other comment uh, made by Arcade Riot was um, show that you know something about the company. So it just to kind of go back on my own experience when I had an actual sit down chat or quote unquote interview with the company that ended up sponsoring me or, or partnering with me for a while. Um, I was able to tell them why I like the product um, specifically. You know, I was able to say, well, I like this aspect. I like this, you know, maybe this is my favorite flavor, whatever. I was able to also point to why well, I initially heard about your product because X content creator is sponsored and that initially put me on to to your brand and I tried it out because of that. And I was able to give specific examples, but a lot of that interview was them saying, what do you do on your stream? It, and I think there was some number talk, I can't fully remember, but there was a lot of, what do you do? Do you, you know, what sort of games do you play? You know, I, I, I spoke about the, this podcast because, you know, I was saying, well, I heard about your product on a podcast. I actually run a podcast with some friends and we do this and that. And it was very much just an interesting conversation about my content and what I do before anything else. That was the first thing that they were interested in. So, you know, that that's a, a very important thing that people, you know, often will, will overlook. And again, you know, it's important to be realistic. You know, if you're just brand new to Twitch, don't immediately jump to, uh, you know logitech or or razor and, and expect a, a discount code with your name if you've never streamed uh, through true gaming i heard a lot of people you know the, the the person that dealt with the the applications for the partnerships he used to receive thousands of applications and a lot of them would be like well i'm thinking about starting streaming but i wanted to have a sponsor before i did that and it's like no like that that's you know you don't <laughs> you need to be showing was, that you're already was, it, it's it's basically saying i was thinking of being an nfl uh player but i thought <laughs> i should get sponsored by adidas first 
Yeah. Just like no. <laughs> like like yeah. no. That's but not how that works. I think that also shows that you know, I do think that there's maybe a bit of a, a culture with some people where they think they need that sponsorship to legitimize their stream. Yeah. You do not need that. You know, whether you're doing this as a hobby or you want it to become a career, the any partnerships that you're involved in are secondary to your content, your channel, your stream. This is your brand. That is number one most important thing. And any sponsorships that you decide to take, whether they help you or, or, or whatever, that's fantastic. But the most important thing still is your own personal brand and your channel. And you do not need to be sponsored by anyone. Okay, it doesn't make you more or less legitimate. And if a deal is not good for you, don't take it just to be able to say, I'm sponsored by this X or Y, whatever, right? You know your worth and your value. And at the end of the day, again, th just to underline this as much as I can, you don't need a sponsorship. Okay, you absolutely don't need it. That's my, I've said my piece. <laughs> <laughs> um unless anyone has any final thoughts i i know wolfie asked a question about the twitch boosting thing which i could briefly talk about before we wrap up here sure yeah so the the twitch boost uh feature i think it's changed i think they've changed the way they do it um i think it's still in beta i seem to get an email every single month telling me i'm in the beta for this <laughs> stream boost thing it's very confusing um the what i read about it said it should be happening maximum once a month i've now had it boost five times since december so <laughs> i don't know what's going on there it seems to be popping up every couple weeks um but initially my experience the first two or three times was that the boost would happen and it doesn't again the channel points seem to be flat every time Sixteen thousand and some change channel points you have 48 hours to hit the goal every single time whenever the boost activates i notice an immediate spike of maybe 10 to 15 viewers for about 10 minutes and then it dropped back down and the boost ended i didn't really notice any more engagement in chat i didn't see any increase in follows but there was a definite bump to viewer numbers which is obviously helpful the way twitch works with directories and the higher numbers the higher you are in the directory obviously great but the first few times it was a very quick like the boost is active maybe it lasts half an hour and then the boost ends and it's also not clear when the boost ends i've seen a lot of times it will come up at the top and it will say boost completed 100 percent, and then people are like oh where do i put my channel points and it's like no that means it's over that means the boost is done as far as i know but it's not clear it's causing confusion uh the last two times that the boost has happened it has been much, much slower. So what I mean by that is the last two times the boost activated, it lasted over three streams instead mm. of half an hour. So the boost activated on like the Monday and then it, I got the notification to say the boost was completed midway through my Wednesday stream, right? I didn't necessarily notice a huge immediate spike, but there was maybe a bump in average viewership slightly over those three days. Um, I don't know if the way they calculate impressions has maybe changed maybe someone needs to click the stream Possibly. now to be counted but there, whatever happened it's this month has it has slowed down drastically i haven't seen any communication from twitch whether to confirm that they've changed it but it feels to me like something changed 
Um, but overall, I think the boost is cool. Um, I don't know, again, the amount of people that have access to it on Twitch. I don't know if it'll change when it becomes open to everybody. Um, I don't think it is the be-all, end-all, you know, once you get a boost, you're going to make it on Twitch or, or anything like that, quote-unquote, make it. Um, but it seems to have a little bit of a boost uh, and, and, and certainly... I think it's going to be incremental because yeah. anecdotally um, for your channel, it does seem like viewership is skewing a little higher than, than, than usual in the last several weeks. And like also too, you've had a partner streamer that came in that didn't raid you. They just came in. Um, yeah. And it, it seemed like they thought that maybe they had seen you because, you know, it had like maybe mentioned you on their, their particular homepage possibly so. yeah at the end of the day any way that twitch is going to help promote a channel is better than none which is what we've had for yeah. it can't hurt <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely yeah. not a bad thing and, and i'm not gonna uh, i'm not gonna knock it at all um but at the same time if you don't have access to it currently i don't think you're missing too much um maybe i don't know my experience is different to others but um it's a cool feature and uh you know i think if they just tidy up the ui make it a bit less confusing um because like you know how when you get like a prediction or a poll or something it pops up at the top of chat these ones yeah. seem to like so it'll say like boot like once the goal is hit it will say you know three two one liftoff boosting or whatever and then it kind of incrementally tells you like oh it's 25 percent done it's 50 percent done uh, you know whatever but those like notifications just sit there until you close them so I wonder sometimes if the 25% one, I don't notice it and it sits there, maybe I, it, I don't see the 50% or the 75% because the 25 was still sat there. And again, it, it pops up saying, you know, it's 100%. And then I've had several times now people being like, oh, where do I donate my points? And it's like I, trying to explain it like, oh no, when it says it's 100%, it means it's finished and it's no longer boosting. The boost is 100% complete, which it's confusing um yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm hoping they kind of tidy up the ui a little bit but you know i think it's cool any promo is better than none in in this sense um but yeah any other thoughts guys or do we want to wrap up i'm good yeah i'm good all right sounds good so uh cyber why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and uh if you're planning to stream this week <laughs> i i am definitely streaming this week uh, this week's gonna be extremely hectic because we are deciding when we're moving to Canada, like specific dates. Uh, like we've got two ferrets that we need to fly over, so it's it's gonna be extremely hectic. But it is happening. Um, hopefully today. Um, but I'm gonna be streaming on Tuesday and Thursday. You can find me on all major platforms, including Twitch. Uh, unholy cyber i was about to say the cyber project there <laughs> it's like engraved in my, my brain <laughs> awesome grog what about yourself uh you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash grog mode um and you can find me on other major platforms at gamer underscore grog um stream five days a week uh four of those days monday through thursday i stream uh just it's just me and i do a lot of first person shooter stuff and then saturdays if you want to see any like fun puzzle games or narrative games or even just like wacky dynamics between me and my wife we do a, a co-stream on saturdays um and all of those streams start at 11 30 a.m eastern 4 30 p.m uk um yeah 
check me out awesome what about you condi uh thank you for asking uh my name's condi fly you can find me twitch.tv slash condi fly or uh basically anywhere uh under condi fly um i'm gonna be doing more vr hitman this week i'm gonna have a little sick bag ready so that if i need to quickly vomit i can do that um i'd like to do some more valorant this week and then you know apex warzone all that sort of usual stuff uh, i just put a youtube video a few days ago uh, about how i became a millionaire so go and give that a watch um i'm particularly pleased with the thumbnail somebody helped me with it and i i think it was quite funny so uh go give that a, a watch i have more videos coming as well soon um so thank you very much uh, more importantly though guys the podcast um thank you very much for listening we missed last week um we are planning to have another guest on soon so that will be very very exciting but we should be back again next weekend if you are listening on any of the audio platforms spotify etc uh come by the twitch channel we do this live on twitch uh just zero strategy podcast uh you can ask us questions we have a discord you didn't think yeah. i was going to remember cyber but i did no we have I a was, discord I've, I've literally typed it out <laughs> it will be it will be linked in the description wherever you're listening uh or is in the live chat as well and if you're watching on twitch and you maybe liked what you heard uh our full back catalog of episodes can be found on spotify again search for zero strategy podcast and we have a youtube channel um which hopefully we're going to be ramping up uh, a little bit soon um and, and getting more and more content out for you guys um yeah, we're going to go raid someone, so please stick around for that um, so we can go and pass the hype along. Uh, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Later. Later, guys.